guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So kind of piggybacking off of what we were just talking about yesterday in Matthew chapter 11 with the idea of coming unto the Savior, taking his yoke upon us and learning of him. And as we do that, as we connect ourselves to him, things will be easier for us to handle. So now what comes right after Matthew chapter 11 is chapter 12, right? Brilliant. So what you've got in Matthew 12 and what you've got in Luke chapter 11 is you've got Jesus dealing largely with these dudes right here and they are called the Pharisees, right? Now, this will not be the first time we will talk about them, and they really were kind of a thorn in the side of Christianity as Jesus was trying to build and help people come unto him. Pharisees were a problem. The Bible Dictionary says that they are a religious party among the Jews. The name denotes separatists, so they're trying to, they're trying to separate themselves from others by their righteousness. In fact, they prided themselves on their strict observance of the law, which we'll talk about in a moment. The tendency of their teaching was to reduce religion to the observance of a multiplicity of ceremonial rules. And they really took this to an extreme. And to encourage self-sufficiency and spiritual pride. Two words that really don't belong together, right? But they were a major obstacle to the reception of Christ and the gospel by the Jewish people. Now for the Lord's judgment on them and their works, you see Matthew 23, which he goes off on them in Matthew 23. We'll talk more about that when we get there. But Mark chapter 7, and also in Luke chapter 11 and Matthew chapter 12, which is where we're at this week, right? So, for example, you start with Matthew chapter 12, where you've got Jesus on the Sabbath day, it says, and they're going through the corn, he and his disciples, and they're hungry, and so they begin to pluck the ears of corn and to eat. Now, you go to verse number 2, but when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto him, Behold, thy disciples do that which is not lawful to do on the Sabbath day. That word lawful is an interesting word. We'll talk more about it in a second. And Jesus rehearses to them a story from the Old Testament about David. When he was hungry, he went into the temple and he had shoe bread and he was not supposed to eat that. It was the Sabbath, but everyone seems to be okay with that story. And verse number eight, it says, for the son of man is Lord even on Sabbath day. And then he goes into their synagogue and what does he do? There is a man with a withered hand and so they're just like, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him? So there's that word lawful again. And so Jesus gives wonderful counsel in verses 11 and 12. What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep? And if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold upon it and lift it out? How much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore, it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. That's a great statement. And then he said to the man, stretch forth thy hand. And he stretched it forth and it was restored whole like as the other. And then the Pharisees went out and held a council against him and how they might destroy him. Because according to them, it is not lawful. Now, one of the things here uh, that's interesting about the Pharisees is according to the law of Moses itself, I believe there were 613 laws to follow, right? Lots of laws there in trying to help the children of Israel not be dumb like they were, right? 
And what the Pharisees did is they created another 1,500 laws that were on top of that. So what you've got here is you've got the original laws, and then you've got what are referred to as fence laws. The fence laws become very, very uh, complicated at times. Like one of the things that you would do is if you were to spit on the Sabbath day, that's stirring up ground. So that's called tilling. So this is something that the, the Pharisees had created. If you were a woman and you looked in the mirror and you happened to see a gray hair and you pluck out that gray hair, that is work. If you were to swat a fly, that's like considered as hunting. So what they've done is they took this original rule of remembering the Sabbath day to keep it holy. You know, six days shalt thou labor and then on the seventh you rest and don't do any work on it. So what they've done is they started creating these additional rules which became so complicated and also incredibly burdensome, which I think is interesting because chapter 12, like I said, comes after chapter 11, where Jesus had just said, if you are having all of these burdens, come unto me and I'm going to make those burdens lighter. And sometimes these man-made laws to help us stay away from those original, you know, to keep that original one, sometimes those become very burdensome. One of the things I would recommend doing, you know, when you're talking about these fence laws, and these core laws. There's some great articles out there. In fact, one of the things I would recommend, uh, if you know Brother John Hilton III, he has done some wonderful things. He's created a YouTube series called Seeking Jesus. I would absolutely recommend it. He does a fantastic job and he devotes an entire episode on this idea of fence laws and these core laws that we stay with. And so I would recommend watching that because this can get a little complicated as you're going through this. So back to this idea of, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath day? Absolutely. I remember one time where it was Sunday and it was also a general conference Sunday and I was just sitting there. It was in April and uh, one of my neighbors up the street was not a member of the church and I knew he was doing some pretty intensive yard work. He was doing some cement work and some other things and honestly I'm not a handyman but I can go around and I can help lift heavy stuff but I remember I'm sitting there watching general conference on Sunday and I'm watching this knowing that my neighbor was going through a lot of stuff that he was doing at that point and again not a member of our faith he's a good man and and I kept getting this feeling that you know what go help him out and I'm just like but it's Sunday and I'm watching general conference and then this idea of look is it okay to do good on the Sabbath day so honestly I hit the DVR on it and I paused and I went over there it wasn't very long I went over there for maybe an hour or so and just helped him out. You know, I'm like, Hey, what can I do to help you out? He's like, Oh, thanks so much for coming. I appreciate that. And I was able to get to know this man better. And we had a great experience together with this. I came back and continued watching. Now, as I did this, I felt like I was connecting better with God. And when you think about it, the whole idea of the commandments themselves, and this is where I think the Pharisees got a little bit off kilter. It's all about building our relationship with Heavenly Father and our neighbors. I came across a Christian blog that I thought was very interesting and they said this right here, which I think it kind of takes what the Pharisees were doing and puts it into proper context. Your relationship with God should be a joy, not a job. Oh, and the Pharisees created so much of a job with this. If you aren't enjoying your relationship with God, then something is wrong. Maybe you're trying to follow man-made legalistic rules instead of loving the Lord. Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart and the second greatest is to love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend or hang the whole law and the prophets. So the reason why you and I are keeping the Sabbath day is 
to learn to love God better. Now, I understand the importance of some of these fence laws, like I said, but the Pharisees took this way out of proportion to where Jesus is doing good on the Sabbath day, and they're freaking out about it. Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath day? It is absolutely lawful. In fact, that's, I think, what the Savior wants us to do. Now, you have to also understand where you are at with building your relationship with Jesus Christ and your neighbor as you are going through this. Like I said, it can be a complicated process, but as you learn why you do what you do, I think there's going to be some greater clarity with that. And I'm grateful for this story, and I'm grateful what Jesus teaches the Pharisees. In fact, the next couple days, we're going to see a couple other examples of what he does to be able to help us understand how these Pharisees are just a little bit off base in what they're teaching. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.